This is the Patriots Drive Podcast. We are all Patriots. Where we discuss, analyze, and answer questions to all things happening in the NFL and with our New England Patriots. Now, here's your host, Cole Kelly. Welcome in to another edition of the Patriots Drive Podcast. It's finally game day. We're here. It's just only is a preseason game, but we're finally back. Real football to watch. Cam's playing. Max playing. We're gonna see the rookie. He's uh Max not gonna be in number ten and uh, not gonna be in number fifty anymore. So we're gonna see him with a real number. Quarterbacks, defense, some of these new guys we're gonna see out on the field, and I, I can't wait. It's finally finally time. I know. I'm I'm more excited about Cam getting out, or Mac getting out of fifty than anything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, it's not seeing him in that that ugly number fifty anymore. He, he'll hopefully have a real number for tonight. So yeah, so that'll be good. Did this just came to me, and I don't know how it is, but do you want to realize that Mac is Cam's name spelled backwards? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why'd that it just is. come to me? I don't know. That was that was kind of something that when we drafted him that I, I saw come out. A I never bit. saw that, so I'm not just saying that playing dumb. I never saw that, but it just hit me. But yeah, no, that's cool. Cam and Mac uh, finally out there getting live reps and um, see the quarterback battle how it uh, progresses in the game. So I'm excited. Also, also uh, Tom Brady, Tom has three letters, Mac three letters, Brady five, Jones five. So yeah, the go. It's confirmed. He's, He's basically already set to be the greatest quarterback of all time. So yeah, seven seven uh, Super Bowls plus at least with Mac Jones incoming. So we'll yeah. get to see the first taste of that tonight. Yes, this will be <laughs> year one. We'll have another Tuck Rule game and we'll win. Yep, so, exactly with this dominant defense. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, um, you know, Cole said it. It's game day. We have a lot to talk about on this live episode as kind of a little preview. Let's get right into it. Everyone is asking about the quarterback battle, um, so we'll get right into it. But, Cole, what are you looking for tonight from each of these quarterbacks as they play in uh, their first live reps of the season? So, yeah, to, to kind of start off, I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see how often Mac is out there on the field with the starters, whether that's the offensive line, a couple of the wide receivers, different guys like that. But seeing how, how many reps they try to give Mac with the starters, I think is going to be huge to see if they want him to be more prepared to play at some point this season, or if they're just worried of kind of about his long-term progress and they throw him out here there with the starters for one drive or, or maybe not even. So I'm really curious to see how they end up splitting up the reps. I assume Cam will play first couple drives, maybe first quarter, and then Mac will come in for, for from there, play probably second quarter, and then maybe into the third, just a little bit. We'll see. But yeah, just to kind of see who's out there on the field with Mac is going to be just, just something I'm, interested in to see in general but yeah specifically from from cam I'm, I'm looking to see him get the ball out quickly he kind of struggled with that early in training camp he he was holding on to the ball he was standing there in the pocket four or five seconds and you, you just can't do that especially against a defensive line like washington scout with chase young jonathan allen um, montez sweat all those guys so looking to see cam get the ball out a little bit quicker make good on time reads and hopefully have a little more consistency with his accuracy we saw last year he struggled bouncing the ball off the turf Every once in a while, it was it was kind of random. So apparently, he's been able to throw some touch passes in, in uh, training camp so far. So looking to see his accuracy improved, his touch on the ball, just hopefully throwing a better ball this season and and making better decisions with what he's learned so far in this offense and and from having a year of experience. Yeah, for me, it comes down to decision making from both of them. If they're you know crisp and clean, and there's going to be stuff to work out in a game when you're going against a different opponent other than yourselves. For me, it's decision making. Me knowing, me seeing that they're decisive, that they know where they want to go with the ball, and that they're pulling the trigger and they're making good throws. Obviously, we don't want to come out here and see five interceptions, three from one, three and two from the other. But I want to see some guys come out and be decisive. I want to see them, like you mentioned, know show that they have command of this playbook, that they've uh, worked in it, got uh, greater knowledge of this playbook. So for me, I want to come out there. I want them to throw accurate passes on time. Great reads. I want to see a little pre-snap checks, um, how they uh, recognize blitzes, disguises, especially against this offensive line or this defensive line with Chase Young, who we all know, and then the two interior guys um, in uh, Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen. So, yeah, I, I got to see them come out. I got to see them, you know, not choke on the ball not um, have to scramble. And uh, honestly, I don't know how many QB run plays you're going to get from Cam. 
I don't know if I want to see a lot of them personally, just because I, I feel like we know what Cam can do. I mean, one here and there is going to be good, but I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to come out with a full regular season game plan and run Cam Newton 12, 15 times a day. Yeah, he's going to get his fair share of runs in the regular season. I think just just save his body. 17 games is a longer regular season. So, yeah, I'd, I'd just save his body. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him running around too much, but... I mean, on a scramble here or there, if, if he gets out of the pocket and then slides, protects himself. I mean, that's obviously fine. But yeah, so from Mac, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking, touching on what you said a little bit, looking to see how his ability to run the Patriot system. I know it's going to be a preseason game, so it's not going to be the real offense. It's going to be some, some really, like kind of a shell of the Patriots offense. It's going to be uh, slimmed down a lot to uh, broken down to a lot simpler of an offense. But just his ability to sense pressure, his movement in the pocket, see how he handles a real defensive line coming at him and trying to tackle him. You know what I mean? In practice, it's it's one thing when you know you're not going to get touched, but that's a whole other thing when you're in a game. There's real pressure. This, this is a great defensive line. It's a great defense in general. So going up and getting real live game reps with, with no coaches in your ear the whole time, I mean, he'll get to talk to Josh, but then once he's out of that huddle and he's he's up at the offense, up at the line, it's it's him and him and our 10 other guys versus – they're 11. So just excited to see what he can do and and kind of how his command of this offense has improved from OTAs to training camp to now week one of the preseason. And just, just exciting to see rookie quarterback highest drafted. It's I, I can't wait to see his progress that he's made so far and how he looks in, in comparison to cam and, and Hoyer and those guys. Yeah. And I, I expect there to be, I don't want to say a lot of drops, but more than what we would, expect as Patriots fans due to the um you know not not like a talent but the guys that are farther down our depth chart probably getting more reps so for me I want to see Cam and Mac both hitting guys in the hands hitting them in stride putting the ball where it needs to be and you know if if it drops that's the things that we're trying to work out you obviously don't want to see drops um, on the receivers uh for their sake but uh if the quarterback's putting it where it's at I think once we get our guys out there and they're playing you know Hunter Henry uh, Nelson Aguilar obviously aren't playing today um, once we get some of those other guys back and we start seeing a lot of extended reps from Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, um, who, whoever else is out there, those those balls will be caught. But if it, the problem with me for me is if the quarterback's not throwing it where it needs to be, it doesn't matter how great the receiver is, they're not going to be able to make the catch and they're not going to be able to make uh, yards after the catch. So I got to see the ball being placed at the right time, at the right place. And, you know, if drops happen, drops happen. It's preseason game one. Hopefully those are worked out by preseason game three or four. And once pre or regular season game one against Miami hits, they're, you know, catching them all. And, and preseason's more about the process than the results. I mean, it's, it's flip for the regular season, obviously. You can, have a, you can have a terrible process in the regular season, but if the results work, then you get a win, then it is what it is. But, yeah, preseason, we're just – I'm just looking to focus on the process and, and – and less of the results. So if if the quarterback makes a great read, makes a great throw to receiver, and it's dropped, I mean it's not the biggest deal. We want to see those cots, but so that you get those habits down for the regular season. But yeah, no, just tr trying to see the process that these quarterbacks go through, and and knowing that and having confidence that they know the system for Cam, especially that he knows it better than he did last year, and for Mac that he's picking it up and and starting to learn the different processes and his reads and the timing of this system and. and just knowing where guys are supposed to be. Don't lie. We'll both be screaming at the TV if a wide receiver <laughs> drops a pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I absolutely probably. And will. then we'll I, have to be like, calm down. Yeah. Just remember what we said. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to come back to this. I'll have to play it back. Be like, all right. Yeah. No, I said I wouldn't. I got to calm down. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I got to ask. You know, we kind of talked about doing a little game after, um, but I kind of want to go position by position since we're on the quarterback. So. I want you to predict. Um, I'll have you predict Cam's stat line. I'll predict Mac's stat line, and then if you want, do you think Cam throws the first passing touchdown, or do you think that goes to Mac? So, I think Cam has one touchdown. Whether so, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give him a passing touchdown. Uh, okay. I think he'll have one touchdown in general. I had I had him going five for eight with probably sixty five yards. Um, I think it's probably going to be a heavy dose of the run game. He might might not even get to that 65-yard mark, but I have Cam going 65 yards, one touchdown, five for eight, uh, and maybe he has a scramble for, for five to ten yards at some point. But, yeah, that's kind of the stat line I have him going. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of the run game. I think they're going to use his arm just a little bit, but 
I don't. I honestly don't think he's going to be out there that long. Just just a couple drives. That's why I kind of have him going for that that small stat line. But it's it's hard to predict in a preseason game because you, you have no idea how long they're going to play. If he plays one drive, if he plays three, that's going to be a huge difference in in what his passing stats are going to be. But yeah, I got him sixty five yards, five for eight, one touchdown. The big question: Do you think he has a turnover, whether an interception or a strip sack? I'm going to have some confidence in him, and I'm going to go no. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. That's gonna, what Patriots fans want to hear. I'm, I'm gonna be try to be optimistic and say he's gonna be better than than last year. No turnovers, especially you're only gonna be in there one quarter, probably top. So I'm gonna say no for that one. Okay, well, if I had to go with Max um, stat line, obviously I think Max gonna get a bulk of the reps. I don't know how many times they're gonna throw Brian Hoyer in there in the third and fourth, and obviously they'll get him some reps. But um, the Patriots are looking to get Cam or Mac Jones some reps. So I'm gonna say. I'm going to put him right around that 22 attempts. I'm going to go if I had to get if I had to throw a number out there 15 for 22. Um I don't think he hits the 200 yard mark so I'm going to go about 180 passing yards and I'm going to give him two touchdowns. I really am. I think that the run game is going to be the majority of the uh ground and pound game getting him down there and Mac Jones might get him in on a little um on a deep ball maybe one time but he might have a little play action red zone pass to a tight end or someone else so i'm going to give him two touchdowns and then i also i do think there's going to be an interception thrown by him sadly um he's going to get a lot of drives he's going to get a lot of attempts it's bound to happen in your first nfl game i'd love it if it didn't but i think uh mac jones is more likely to throw an interception today than cam newton is that's yeah i mean i had him at a little bit closer i had him for uh eight for 13 for 83 yards. So I, I had a lot less just because I, I don't know how long he's going to play. He might only get a quarter. He might get two. It, it really depends how they split up the reps, but Brian Hoyer got a Brian Hoyer got a heavy dose of preparation in, in the practice the other day. So I figured Brian Hoyer, Hoyer will probably play most of the second half, but I mean, if Mac plays whole second quarter and, and whole third quarter, then I think his stat line is going to be a lot more similar to what you said than kind of what I said. That's my hope is, it's his first game. I want to see him get out there and get, you know, a good two quarters in there. Yeah, see give, what we give have. some opportunities. Because we, we, we know what Brian Hoyer has. Exactly. We, we don't know what Mac Jones has. So so give him give him those rookie reps. Let him go out there. Let him make mistakes. It's preseason and, and get him ready for this regular season. And, and if he's not going to be a guy that plays this season, then you're just getting valuable reps for next season. So throw the rookie in there. See what he's got. Let him Let him make his mistakes. Let him see what he can get away with. And yeah, just just give him give him his snaps to to see what he can do. And and I think Brian Hoyer has had enough time in this playbook, enough experience playing that we don't really need to see him in a preseason game. Um, yeah, it's still nice to get him some reps in case it's worst case scenario come regular season. But I, I, think I saw that, enough of Brian Hoyer in the Chiefs game last exactly. year. I don't, need to see, I don't need to ever see Brian Hoyer again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Give give Matt or give Cam you know the first quarter and whatever else they want, and then give Mac all the way up to the fourth quarter and if they have to go an extra drive and then let Brian Hoyer finish it out when we're up 28 points. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm, I'm not excited to watch Brian Hoyer. And if that's the case, I might just turn the game off, even though I, I know I won't, but um, it would be a little disappointing if I had to w- sit and watch two and two and a half, two quarters of Brian Hoyer instead of Mac Jones. Yeah. I, I obviously want to see the rookie. I, I love Brian Hoyer. He's been with us forever. I think he's, He's going to be a key part in helping Mac continue to have success. But oh golly, that that game last year was was horrendous. I I just I have a hard time forgetting that watching him just continuously struggle against the Chiefs. And then when right that, before halftime, you know, get doesn't oh give my, us a yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. So it just yeah that that was that was hard to watch. So it was. Well, let's move on to the um, other big part of the uh, offense, you know, offensive line, we made some good improvements. We had a couple departures in Joe Tooney that were um, that might hurt us, but we're going to move Michael Winnow inside. We're going to have Trent Brown along with David Andrews, Shaq Mason, and then um, hopefully Isaiah Wynn can stay healthy. But um, how will this offensive line hold up against Washington's great defensive line? Washington has a great front seven, obviously Chase Young, rookie last year, um, drafted number two overall. Um, and then they have Jonathan Allen. Um, Montez Sweat and then Deron Payne. So they have a great front seven, and who knows how much we're going to see of them, but we're going to see them against the offensive line, at least for a, a possession, I would say. So what are you looking for against uh, as our offensive line goes up against Washington's front seven? 
uh, it's going to be a great test. I mean, we expect this offensive line to be a top five, top three in the league this year. So going up against probably the best defensive line in the league, if if not another top three, top five defensive line, uh, it's going to be a great test for this offense, and it's going to be early on. So, I mean, David Andrews probably isn't going to play. He just he just had a son. He had that hand injury, so he's probably not going to play. So we'll probably see Ted Karras start at center. But, I mean, the rest of the guys, the guys on the outside, Trent Brown, um, Michael Awenu, Shaq Mason, Isaiah Wynn, those guys just really, really seeing what they have and, and seeing how this offensive line forms together against against such a dominant defensive line. A guy like Chase Young, who had an incredible rookie season, and that was only his first year. So I'm sure he made even more progress jumping into his second season. So it's going to be a great test. And yeah, just 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 seeing how they hold up and how this offensive line has already started to build chemistry and how they have how their communication is when when Washington brings different blitzes and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see how this offensive line holds up against a true true test early on in the preseason. Yeah, and you know, we we know what David or David Andrews is going to get us. I'm excited to see Michael Winner move inside, get some true meaningful uh, reps there against Montez Sweat or uh, Jonathan Allen. Trent Brown coming back on um, the offensive line is going to be huge. You know, Chase Young, like you mentioned, is going to only progress. I'm excited to see what uh, both Jonathan Allen and Isaiah Wing, or uh, both what Trent Brown and Isaiah Wing can do against um, uh, Darren Deron Payne and Chase Young, see how they hold up, see how Trent Brown is, you know, moving. He, he's a massive dude. I want to see how he's moving against a good, fast, quick guy like Chase Young. And then I want to see Isaiah Wynn hold up. You know, we haven't seen too much of him because of injuries. So I'm I'm excited that first game we're going to get, um, you know, this tough matchup. And there might be a couple things that he needs to work out. And we might be a little down on him after the game. But, you know, like we mentioned, preseason game one, it doesn't count for the regular season. doesn't count for us getting into the playoffs. So we'd rather have him struggle now than once it gets into the season. And he's had good success so far. Isaiah Wynn's had been successful so far in, in preseason, uh, not preseason, in training camp. I keep getting it mixed up. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's, he's done well so far this offseason. So I think health is just the big thing for him. If, if he's if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to have another great year. But that's that's been the problem for him is he hasn't been consistently on the field. So it's hard to hard to count on a guy when when you're not on the field. But I think he's going to have great success this year again if he if he continues to be healthy and continues to perform. But it's just—it's going to be a great test. If Chase Young's on on his side, one on ones with Chase Young—that's that's not an easy matchup. So, it's 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 a tough tough defensive line to to draw your first preseason game. Um, with with you're not in a rhythm, you haven't really warmed up yet. But I mean, hopefully they've done that in training camp. It's just going to be it's going to be fun to watch though, fun matchup. This two two of the biggest strengths of both teams going up against each other in, in the first preseason game, first taste of football in the trenches. It's going to be great. Yeah, and we're going to get to see, you know, obviously Ted Karras because David Andrews is out, and we're going to get to see a bunch of other offensive linemen who are going to get meaningful reps in case we have some offensive line depth or issues in the season. And um, knock on wood that we don't have too many, but you saw the Cowboys offensive line last year. You saw a bunch of other offensive lines. They were going week to week, and they weren't having the same lineup. They were having to move guys inside, outside, um, you know, other to the whole other side of the uh, line from left to right. So, it's going to be good to see the, uh, this second string and, you know, even third string offensive line that are battling for a job get in there and have, uh, you know, extended reps, meaningful reps in the uh, preseason. Yeah, we get a lot of depth at this offensive line uh, in this offensive line group. So cutting down that roster, it's going to be a big day for that. You get you got a you got a great test, a great defensive line going up against them. If you have success against this defensive line as a backup, that's that's a good case for you to make this team. So. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a huge day, not only for the starting offensive line and seeing how they hold up, but for some of the depth pieces as well. If they get any starting reps against some of Washington starters, Ron Rivera said their starters are gonna play. I don't know how long that is, but I assume not not too long. But still, in general, just just different guys against this great defensive line. It's gonna be a great opportunity for some of these guys to prove themselves. And I mean, all across the board, different positions. It's gonna be a great day for for different guys to prove themselves and, and try to fight for a spot on this roster. Yeah, and speaking of fighting for spots on this roster, let's go over to the wide receiver battle. Obviously, Nelson Aguilar's out. So what receivers do you look to continue to uh, build on their success from training camp? Honestly, both of these guys, Nikhil Harry and Christian Wilkerson, I think both these guys could have solid days. Both of them need to step up. 
Christian Wilkerson's done amazing in camp so far. Nikhil Harry's done amazing in camp so far. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see how the Patriots use him. I think it's going to be kind of a big tell if they use Nikhil Harry and he's out there for three quarters. Maybe that's kind of maybe this is a showcase game. Maybe they're trying to show teams what Nikhil has and, and up his trade value, and and just show different teams what he's got. But if they use Nikhil for a quarter, quarter and a half, two quarters, and, and they they don't really use him as a showcase piece, maybe they're saving him, trying to keep him healthy for the season, and they want him to be part of this team. So I think that's going to be kind of a, a big thing to watch as well. But yeah, just seeing how Nikhil is used in this offense, and if they start to use him correctly, not trying to make him do things that he's not comfortable with and do things that he's not good at. So looking to see how Nikhil's used, how often he's out there for how long. And I, I think both these guys are going to be really fighting for a spot. I know, I know Nikhil's a first round pick. He, he's more likely to get it, but Christian Wilkerson, especially he's on the outside. He was on the outside looking in before the training camp started and, and all that stuff. And, and he's been really proven himself. So I look for him to continue that success and continue to fight for a spot on this team and maybe make an impact on special teams as well. Cause that's, that's certainly a way to get a spot on this roster uh, for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah. And you know, other than these, these two guys, the guys I'm looking at is going to be uh Gunnar Oshevsky, how they use him in the um, passing game, which I don't know if it's going to be much. And then also Jacoby Myers. I want to see, you know, how he uh, steps in with Kendrick Bourne with Nelson Aguilar out. Cause those guys are our definitive, wide receiver one and one a maybe now that uh, Nelson Aguilar isn't playing in this game. So I'm looking for Jacoby Myers to step up and then how they use Gunnar Olszewski on offense, just because I love Gunnar. I'm excited to see Gunnar out there running some routes, getting the recognition he deserves. And obviously he'll probably be returning punts, but um, can Gunnar Olszewski be the next Julian Edelman or Wes Welker, right? I, I know Patriots fans are asking that question and I think that's a little far-fetched, but it's going to be well, something a lot to ask. ask. It, it definitely is. And, um, uh, and, you know, going on the Nikhil Harry and Christian Wilkerson one, these are the two, obviously, all eyes are going to be on um, with Mac and with Cam. You know, how how does he, how's their chemistry with them? Obviously, we've heard it all in training camp. We've seen videos, but how does it translate onto the field when there's uh, guys like Kendall Fuller and safeties like Landon Collins coming over the top and guarding you one-on-one, and it's not a controlled environment. So, um, I'm looking for Nikhil Harry to get separation, continue to make those tough catches that we showed last time, you know, that we've heard. And then Christian Wilkerson uh, coming in and, you know, just kind of showcasing what he's been all about. Cause I don't think a lot of Patriots fans have uh, heard, known about him previous to training camp or really seen much of what he can do. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, a lot of Pats fans haven't seen what he can do. So I think it's going to be a, a big, big opportunity for him to prove himself and to, create some buzz around his name and, and what he's, what he's going to do this year for the Patriots. And, and if he can make the roster and contribute at the wide receiver position and in special teams as well. But another guy I'm really excited to see is uh, Kendrick Bourne. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen him yet. New guy. I can't wait to see how he's used in this offense. I th- obviously he's more of a run after the catch receiver. So he's probably going to be used in, in short yardage and, and create after the catch, but that's what he's great at. You, you get him the ball in his hands on a, a slight route or a little hitch route or something even short yardage, he catches that ball and he immediately turns and, and goes up the field. So I'm excited to see him out there. Jacoby Myers, him and Jacoby, the the kind of the tandem there for the short yard stuff with Nelson Aguilar out. I think those guys are going to step up and one of these, one of these, I guess, depth receivers will have to step up as well. But just seeing, seeing one of the new guys out there is going to be so exciting to watch. So I, I can't wait to see personally what, what Kendrick Bourne has in store for today. For sure. Um, so, you know, going back to our little guessing game, how who do you think leads the Patriots in receptions today? So I, I have receiving yards as Nikhil as the leader because I think he's got as yards. He, yeah. Yeah. I have him for 60 yards. I think he's he's got to have a big, big game. Keep proving himself, proving that he can do it in the game situation because you can do You can do whatever you want in training camp. You can you can be the best training camp player ever. But if you don't do it in real game situations, it doesn't matter. So going up against live corners, live safeties, linebackers in there, everybody on the field, seeing what you can do against other guys in space in a real game situation. I think he's got a lot to prove, and I'm being hopeful and, and hoping that he has some success today. I think we all hope that that's who it is. And then if, if for me, you know, I'm going to guess who had the first, t- who has the first receiving touchdown. And, you know, it could easily be a tight end, but from the receiver position, whether it's from Mac or Cam, I think that it's going to be, um, 
Jacoby Myers, you know, the guy that's been in the system the longest, the uh, longest. He could already have that chemistry with Cam Newton. It could come first, second, third drive when they're in. Um, so I, I don't know how many yards he's going to have. And like you mentioned, uh, he might have only a couple catches and the kill Harry might out catch him or uh, might out receive him. But I think that Jacoby Myers is the most likely to have the first touchdown. Yeah, I mean, touchdown. and I mean, he didn't have any touchdowns last year. So he needs to break that streak and and start off this season with a bang. So. Yeah, I love that. I I was gonna say Jacoby for receiving yards, but I just figured he wouldn't play as often as Nikhil and guys like Christian Wilkerson and and that group of players. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I also think a guy like James White is kind of a sleeper pick for for that one. If we we like to throw check downs. I mean, Rex Burkhead last year had how many touchdowns in the red zone from little swing passes and stuff like that. So a guy like James White early on, if we have success on one of the first drives. I could see them paying attention to John U and Jacoby and Kendrick Bourne and, and James White slipping out of the backfield and, and maybe making something happen. For sure. Speaking of the running back room, moving on to their uh, great running back depth this year. We're probably going to see, you know, limited reps for Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, which I understand. So we're going to look at our rookie um, Ramon, Ramondre. How do you say that? Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. Gosh. <laughs> I su- you you said you suck at spelling. I suck at pronouncing, so it's okay. <laughs> so um, Stevenson, and then we're going to have J.J. Taylor, who we haven't heard much from, and then obviously James White will be our kind of third down pass catching back. But out of those three running backs I just mentioned that are probably going to see the most snaps today, what are you looking for in them to have a – or who are you looking for to have a bigger preseason? So I'm mostly watching Ramondre Stevenson and J.J. Taylor. So J.J. Taylor has had not the best training camp, but, I mean, Ivan Fears, our, our running backs coach, said – He's more of a game type player. So I'm looking to see him in a game situation kind of explode and and prove that he deserves a spot on this roster. We have great running back depth in this in this room. We got Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, James White, Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson. So I I mean it's it's a big it's a it's a very full running back room. So one one of these guys needs to step up. If Ramondre Steven doesn't want to catch the Foxborough flu, he needs to needs to have a big game and show that he's ready to to be in there in, in real game action. So both these guys, I think kind of need to have big games, kind of need to prove their worth on this team. And, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be big for both of them. James, uh, JJ Taylor did great last season in, in spots that he was featured, but it was his first year. He's young. I'd like to see that second year jump. I'd like to see him improve even more. It was a COVID year last year. He's got a full off season. He's got time in the system. Now a year under his belt. I'd like to see, him be improved in game situations and and be able to be used more effectively. But just just Ramondre Stevenson in general as well. A guy like that, rookie running back. We usually redshirt him. JJ Taylor was kind of a uh an outlier in that in that scenario, along with Sony Michelle. But Ramondre Stevenson, I think, could have a, a spot on this team for years to come and be a key running back. But I, th- I think early on it's it's hard, especially fourth round pick. You don't expect a lot from him first year necessarily at the running back position. But I just I hope he can kind of show, hey, uh, I, you don't have to red trip me this year. I can I can play some valuable snaps. So I think both these guys are going to have a lot to prove tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see um, Raham. Gosh, now I can't pronounce it. Ramondre Stevenson, too. He's a big running back, you know, kind of. I think I hit on this when we first started that I think can fit into kind of that LeGarrette Blunt role. Um that we had when we had Blunt. Obviously, he's a big back. He's six foot two thirty one, but he's still explosive. He he ran a four six four at his uh, pro day. Didn't do the combine, but I'm looking for him to do great things out of the backfield today. Step in and kind of be one of those bruising physical backs because I think we have a lot of shifty guys. I think Sony Michelle can be you know kind of a guy that can break tackles, and I know um, Stevenson can do that. But I want to <laughs> see him be physical. I want to see him come down. I want to see him you know, make some, you know, plays that are going to open the eyes of the crowd kind of, oh, you know, that that guy's a bruising pack. So I'm excited to see Stevenson. And then obviously I want to hear more from J.J. Taylor. I, I think last year there were a couple glimpses that we saw that people were like, could he be the next James White if James White goes because he was a um, he's getting a little up there in age. And obviously we let Rex Burkhead go. So there is another spot on this roster for another pass catching back. So I, I'm excited to see J.J. Taylor, his shiftiness out of the backfield. I think that they have the ability to line him up um, outside in like empty formations and still throw him the rock, whether it's on go routes, whether it's on a slant or just a little bubble pass. So I think there's versatility there with J.J. Taylor, and I'm excited to see what he brings. 
yeah, James White, Deion Lewis, guys like that. He kind of fits that mold. So, I mean, that's that's high expectations. Those guys were were really incredible players for us. But you just he he showed great flashes last year. So you really want to see him take that another step forward and keep improving and and show that he can be that guy that can take down that uh, that can take that third down uh, pass catching back role. And I mean, he's he's an explosive guy. He's he's small, but he's got he's got a lot of burst. He's got a lot of speed, quickness, agility. So. Seeing him use that and seeing him take take another step in that second year is going to be is going to be huge. But yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, it it is hard to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's not the most explosive back necessarily, like top end speed. But he's a big bruising back. He can he can he fits that mold a little bit of a guy like that, um, Lagarre Blunt. So yeah, just just kind of seeing how he's used and how his speed or I guess lack of speed translates to the NFL level and, and how he looks on the field compared to other elite athletes. Yeah. And, the, and there's two different things at the running back position is you have game speed and then you have like speed, like some people run a four, six and they play at a four, seven. That's what I want to see is if he looks slower than, you know, what they say is, or if he's a four, six and he's actually a four, six and, you know, he can move his weight well. He can cut. He can get in and out of breaks. He can explode. Point. And I don't know if he's going to ever outrun guys, but when he hits the hole, he's got to hit the hole. He's got, I, I got to see that explosion because obviously he's a bigger back. He's going to be explosive, um, you know, when he gets going. So that's what I want to see. I want to see him hit the hole hard. I want to see him, you know, get in and out of breaks fast. I don't want to see him carry that weight, you know, like a defensive lineman or someone that takes a little bit to move and, you know, although those guys are top tier athletes out in the defensive line too, and they can move better than any of us can right now, but I want to see him, you know, get show that he has that running back agility, even though he's carrying all that weight. I think our most big play potential running back is probably Damian Harris, even though JJ Taylor's faster. I'd say, I think Damian Harris, especially with the success he had last year, he's he's got the most big play potential. But yeah, that was a great point you made about about game speed and how that translates compared to your 40 yard dash time and stuff like that. You might play different on the field. You, I mean, with the pads on it's, it's different than just running free. So yeah, seeing how his, his game speed level is and, and where that's at compared to other elite athletes on, on the field with him, that's going to be interesting to watch. And, and you don't necessarily have to be the fastest guy. If you're a big bruise and running back and you get five, 10 yards every three carries or whatever, and you're having success with that and you're, you can be using short yardage and at the goal line, that's, that's a role. That's a big role that, we've had different different backs throughout the years take on throughout for this team. So yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be exciting to see how his game speed is and what what level he's at already um for this first preseason game. Yeah, but I and you know how they use him is going to be big too. Like you mentioned, is it just going to be first, second downs? Is it going to be uh, goal line short yardage or can he show the ability to get out and uh, catch a rock and he showed that at Oklahoma, so we'll see how they use him here. I think New England has better options to throw to out of the backfield, but, you know, it always adds more versatility if a defense has to plan, you know, if he's in the game that they can still run or throw the ball to. So, and he's not just going to step up and pass blocks. So. And, and that's something that I'm looking to see from all the running backs is improved pass catching ability. Obviously, James White is fine. He he does his thing. But if Damien Harris, if Sony Michelle, Ramondre Stevenson, if those guys can show that they can be good pass catchers and, and pass blockers as well, and they have versatility, it's just going to increase their role on this team to where if Damian Harris is only a guy who can run the ball, he can't catch it. Then when we put Damian Harris on the field, they're like, okay, it's a run play. It makes your offense one dimensional. So having guys, having a lot of different guys who can do a lot of different things and who can catch the ball out of the backfield, who can run the ball, pass block, whatever you need them to do adds versatility to your offense and makes it harder for the defense to know what you're going to do. It makes you less, uh, less predictable. You're, you're, you're more unpredictable when you've got guys who can do a lot of different things. Cause then you're, you're, you don't have a lot of tendencies as much as you would as if you had a running back who just couldn't catch the ball at all. So I'm looking to see all those guys in that running back room and improve their pass catching and try to carve out more versatility and let this offense be more unpredictable. For sure. So you know, who who do you think has the most rushing yards today? I think I had JJ Taylor. I had JJ Taylor for 75 yards. Okay. I, I think I think he's got a lot to prove. He's a game player. 
trying to carve out a role in this team, like like we said, with this running back depth. I, I'm I'm looking for him to have a big game. I think Ramondre Stevenson will have a solid game, but I I kind I kind of think he might struggle a little bit compared to JJ Taylor, a guy who has a little more experience. So I I just I don't know I don't I don't know how much of a role Ramondre Stevenson is going to have this year. It sounds like he struggled a little bit in OTAs and in training camp so far. Hasn't hasn't shown any huge flashes, but mm-hmm. so I think JJ Taylor is going to have the better game. All right. Well, moving to the defensive side of the ball here, um, you know, we have a bunch of re, uh, returning guys and then a bunch of new guys on the defensive side. But let's start at the linebacker position. Dante Hightower coming back from opting out of the 2020 season and Kyle Van Nori returning um, from Miami, um, getting out of that contract that he was there as he got cut. But um, I'm excited to see this linebacker group. I thought that the front seven last year was pretty weak, um, especially the linebacker group, you know, just a bunch of young guys trying to play there. But what are you excited about bringing these two that have had experience in the Patriot system um, back onto the field? I can't wait. I can't wait to see Hightower back on the field. We haven't seen him for a year. He slimmed down a little bit. I love Hightower. He's one of my favorite players on this on this team. So can't wait to see him back on the field. Can't wait to have Van Noy back. But I'm, I'm especially excited for, for Hightower to, to see him back, back in action. It's going to be great. Even if he's only on the field for a couple drives, it's going to be great to see him back on the field, back in, in football action and, and returning from this this stint of opting out and, and not being on the field for us. But we we definitely missed him last year, and it's going to be so so huge to have him back as part of this defense, a, a guy who's who basically one of the core guys who runs this defense, who, who lets people know what's going on, gets people in the right position, calls out what the offense is going to run for a play. When you get a guy who can do that and – has that much experience in the system. It's just going to help this linebacker core mesh together better. And, and having a guy like Kyle Van Noy back, it's going to be great. So with, with so many new faces in the, in this front seven, I think having two guys back this year who are great veteran leaders who have been in this system a while, I think it's just going to help the chemistry build uh, quicker. And we're going to be more ready for different offenses and different things earlier in the season. So I, I can't wait to see those two back on the field. For sure. And I'm excited, you know, kind of like you hit on is the leadership aspect. We have two guys coming back into the system, uh, Dante Hightower, who hasn't played anywhere but here. And then Kyle Van Noy, who made his career here. They, these guys are going to be leaders on the field, off the field. They're going to be, um, you know, guys that help, you know, keep the uh, core together, keep these young guys together. If good things happen, if bad things happen, because as we know in the NFL, you know, no lead is safe. Um, shout out to the Falcons. But um, you know, we, we gotta, you gotta always, you gotta play four quarters and you gotta be able to be out there and you gotta play hard. You gotta know what you're doing. You can't have lapses for a quarter because, you know, you could totally give up a lead or you could get, you could put yourself in hole. So yeah, I'm excited for their ability aspect to come back on the field. Obviously Dante Hightower, um, can do it all. He can be a run stopper. He can be a pass dropper. He can be an edge rusher. And then Kyle Van Noy going to add more, um, versatility to this defense where we line him up, where we, what we do with him. And then, you know, just obviously their leadership uh, abilities and their communications, how they, uh, you know, help these young guys out. Yeah, they both have a lot of versatility. They both can do a lot of things. So I'm super excited to see them back on the field. But kind of switching back to that or kind of staying on that same topic out of these out of these new Patriots. We got a couple guys making their season debut linebacker, Matt Judon, tight end, Jonu Smith. Um, Obviously, Hightower is going to be back. Kyle Van Noy is back. Kendrick Bourne. Out of these guys who are going to make their first appearance in a Patriots uniform, who are you most excited to see tonight? I, I'm going to have to go with Matt Judon. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm super excited to see uh, John F. Smith, but I'm a defensive guy at heart. I'm excited to see Matt Judon. I'm excited to see you know us get some uh, pressure on the quarterback. Excited to see what he does on the edge. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Matt Judon just for the fact that um, he's on defense. And I feel like the defense is what's going to make us this year. Our offense is going to be well improved. I think we all know that. And the defense has a lot of guys coming back and a lot of new guys. I, the defense is what has made the Patriots for um, the last couple of years, you know, and obviously with Brady, we still had, uh, well, we had the greatest quarterback of all times, but we haven't been known for having the greatest receivers. We, we, once we lost Gronk, we haven't had a true good tight end. Uh, like now we have John Smith and Hunter Henry. So, um, this defense, getting this defensive side of the ball right where it's been the last couple of years, you know, a top five scoring defense in the league. Um, and obviously getting Gilmore back is going to be huge for that. But I'm excited to see Judon. I think he was one of the biggest signings for me, um, especially, you know, after what happened last year, both in the run game and in not getting to the pass or the uh, quarterback enough in the pass game. 
I have to agree with you there. I'm I'm super excited to see what Judon can do. I think he provides just again another guy who's got a lot of versatility. He can rush the passer. He can set the edge. He he's great at doing different things. He can cover running backs once in a while if he needs to. He he's got a lot of versatility. I think he's going to be another chess piece in the, that this defense can use. He can pin his ears back and rush the passer. He's got, I mean, he's got an arsenal of tools in his toolbox to to use to get to the quarterback. So I can't wait to see what he's got. We struggled a lot setting the edge last year. We struggled a lot against the run. He's great against both. He can he can obviously, like I said, rush the passer. So I think his versatility is going to bring a lot to this defense. Having Hightower back, having Van Noy back, like we just mentioned, along with a guy like Matt Judon, it's going to be super exciting to watch. So I think we're going to be much improved on this defensive line um, than we were last year, and and I I hope to not see those same struggles. But I'm super excited. Also, a guy a guy like Jonu Smith to see how we use him. I don't think we'll pull out anything too crazy tonight. We might we might give him a toss or something like that, but I don't I don't think we're gonna feature him too much and get and get him hurt or anything like that. I think it's probably gonna be going going through the motions a little bit, getting some of the basics down and just just getting guys back into the feeling of football this this first game. So I'm not I'm not too I don't think we're gonna be doing anything too crazy with him, but I, I am excited to see him on the field in a Pats uniform and this season just just seeing how they use him is gonna be super exciting. But I'm I'm interested to see how this defensive line. We added a lot of guys. Barmore is probably not going to play, but we got Devon Godchow, uh, Henry Anderson, different guys that we added. Matt Judon. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this defensive line holds up, how this front seven holds up against a rushing attack in Washington with Antonio Gibson and and JD McKissick that really had a solid amount of su- uh, success last year. Um, Gibson was a great running back. He's a young guy, but he has a lot of potential and, and he really showed some pop last year. So with our struggles that we had against the run last season, I I'm super curious to see how this defensive line and how this front seven holds up against a solid rushing attack. Yeah. And you know, like you mentioned, we already have Hunter, Hunter Henry out for the probably most likely all preseason games. So we don't want to get Johnny Smith hurt anymore and have both tight ends, you know, kind of deal battling injuries as we go into week one. So the, the lack of, you know, use that I think is going to come from Johnny Smith today. Just don't think that there's going to be, you know, eight targets thrown at him just because Hunter Henry's out. Like people think there might be, I think that there's going to be one or two and he's going to show something in the past blocking and maybe show his athleticism and get out. Um, So yeah, Johnny or uh, Matt Judon is super excited. I, I wish we were seeing Christian Barmore. That would be my, um, you know, Patriots debut guy to see. And obviously I hope we see him in one of the upcoming preseason games, he's still battling that foot injury. That would be my guy. The other guy um, going off of the Patriots debut, and I think we're already hit on him, is Kendrick Bourne. We've seen him just bring the energy to the team, um, you know, kind of fit that role of him and Cam Newton on the offensive side where they're always dancing, always ready to play. I- I'm excited to see what kind of juice he brings to the field. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, I think it's going to be, a locker room that's got a lot of energy, a lot of hope. This team doesn't want to go seven to nine again. We want to win games. We want to make it to the playoffs. We want to be back in that playoff atmosphere at Gillette Stadium. So I think this team's going to be fighting for it. I think this team has a lot of energy, starting with Cam, going to Kendrick Bourne. Those guys are are two two balls of energy. They they create a lot of excitement and and optimism. So yeah, just just seeing how they kind of feed off each each other and and how this defense meshes together. And last year the defense really struggled, and and when when we had the boogeyman, it was it was a really exciting defense to watch, and and they all fed off each other. You could you could feel the energy. I mean through the through the TV, you could feel the energy they had together, and and all bouncing around the field, super excited. When whenever you make a play, they're hyping each other up. So I'm I'm looking for this defense to get back to form and and kind of go back to those those boogeyman ways of, of being excited and, and making plays. Me too. All right. Kind of hitting on the secondary um, here, which one of the uh, depth corners will step up. If any, you know, obviously Gilmore won't be playing. Who knows what we'll see from JC Jackson, limited amount of reps there. So we're going to have to see, you know, Jalen Mills. We're going to have to see um, uh, Jonathan Jones, a couple other guys step up and, um, hopefully we have some good safety play. I think a lot of people are excited to see Kyle Duggar, but the safety position isn't really a concern right now for me in the secondary. So which one of these depth corners are you excited to see play? I think, again, I think it's a great opportunity for both these guys to step up, Jawan Williams and, and Michael Jackson. I think Jackson's had a good 
free uh, training camp so far. Jawan Williams really hasn't been that great. So, I mean, for a guy we took in the second round just a couple of years ago, a few years ago, you're really looking for this year to be the year that he steps up and and he says, okay, I'm going to take on this corner, this, this third cornerback role. I mean, not including Jonathan Jones, more of a slot corner, this third outside corner role. So we really need a guy like that. I, I'm concerned about it. If, I mean, if we lose one guy at outside corner, this, this depth is really thin. We don't have a lot of talent. So I think it's a great opportunity for both these guys to step up and say, okay, you don't have to worry about it. We got an in-house solution for this third outside corner, and it's going to be a good test today because I, I don't think J.C. Jackson is going to be playing a lot. So I think Jawan Williams um, and Michael Jackson are both going to get a lot of snaps, and they got some solid receivers. They got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. They just drafted Diami Brown. So there's, there's some solid receivers that Washington's got, and it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be a tough test for these guys, but I'm looking for one of them to step up and, and – Otherwise, I think we're going to have to look elsewhere for a solution at this outside cornerback depth position. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of guys that kind of fit the mold of slot corners, um, smaller guys under six foot. I really want to see Jawan Williams come out, break out because of his size. Six three, he can, you know, take away big corners or uh, big receivers, jump balls in the red zone. Uh, his size alone is what intrigues me, and we haven't really seen it. I think his um, size can be huge if he can, you know, untap what he did at Vanderbilt and be um, a good outside corner that can stay in front of guys. And then for me, it's Jalen Mills, seeing how New England uses him. Um, obviously, he's getting a lot of reps uh, alongside J.C. Jackson. So who knows how many he gets because of the Stephon Gilmore situation. But I want to see if they put him in that outside corner position, if they put him in slot corner, if they, you know, bounce him around in between safety, what what they use him as. I think he's going to play mostly outside corner today, but his versatility is, I think, why he got such a big uh, contract in free agency. New, or Bill Belichick loves those guys that can kind of do multiple things on defense. So seeing where they place him, what they use him scheme wise is going to be exciting for me. Yeah, and I, I do. I like Jalen Mills a lot. I just, I'm just a little concerned about what role he's going to have on this team. I, I, I know he has a lot of versatility, but I don't want to see him playing outside cornerback 65% of the time, 50% of the time. That's, that's not a great position for him to be playing. He's, he's better at safety. They moved him to safety for a reason. So I, I am excited to see how they use him, but I just, that, that cornerback depth is really the one thing on this team that's just really concerning me. If anybody gets hurt, it's going to be, it could get ugly. So seeing how they use Jalen Mills, seeing how some of these depth guys step up and hopefully say, okay, uh, I can be a guy who can, who you guys can count on to come in when needed. And I can, I can play a decent amount of snaps. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, you know, Jalen Mills has had his struggles in the NFL. So there's concern to be there, but new England, like you mentioned, if they have depth struggles in season and they don't want to go out and sign someone, they got to find someone in house. And I think that that's why they brought Jalen Mills and is that they can either use him at the safety or cornerback position. They don't have to take up two roster spots to fill a safety spot and one to fill a cornerback spot. They have Jalen Mills, who can play special teams and play cornerback and safety. So it just it, it adds endless possibilities that New England can do on that defensive side. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, it's going to be – it's it's preseason. It's where guys are fighting for roster spots and, and trying to carve out a role. So – if, if we can't find a solution in-house, they're going to have to look elsewhere and, and find somebody who can play that cornerback position. But kind of switching up topics a little bit to something something we haven't talked about yet. I don't think Nick Folk is going to be playing today, so I'm excited to see how the new kid, the undrafted free agent, Quinn Nordine, does in a live game setting. Bill Belichick said, yeah, he's he's 14 for 14 in, in camp at Gillette Stadium, but there wasn't a lot of wind. There was no rain. It was ideal conditions. It, there, wasn't, there wasn't much going on. So now he's got a live pass rush trying to block the kick. He's got fans. He's got pressure of a live game with, with the score. So I'm excited to see how he holds up in a live game because if, if he does solid and he he has a good preseason, I think it could be a real competition between him and Nick Folk. Yeah, and I'm excited to see you know what he does, um, like you mentioned, in a real game time situation where they're going to have guys not just taking two steps and uh, they're going to have him rushing and they're going to get their hands up. They're going to be diving at the ball. So I'm excited to see his footwork, you know, his accuracy, his big leg. We saw him go 10 for 10, hit multiple 50-yarders. So it's going to be awesome to see him because we, we saw what Nick Folk can do last year. You know, he was very consistent for us, very good for us last year, following a kind of a shaky 
um, 2019 campaign. But I, I'm excited to see him because, like you mentioned, I think that Nick Folk is getting up there in age, and who knows how much longer we're going to have him. And with New England signing a bunch of young guys, maybe after this year, they let Nick Folk go and they say, okay, Quinn Nordine, this is your job. And he can prove that today and in training camp like he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, it's a good spot. It's, tra- it's uh, preseason. Good opportunity for him to say, hey, I can do this in real games too. It's not just practice. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Kind of kind of putting you on the spot here, but are there any specific numbers that you'd like to see any of these rookies come down with? I know I know Mac Jones is probably going to be 10, but but some of the other guys, are there any numbers that, that you think any of these guys would look really good in or, or would be a cool number for them? Rookie-wise... So we got Barmore, Perkins, Steve. I like, I kind of liked Barmore in 58 uh, in at Alabama it, or 50. What did he wear? He wore 58, but yeah, Anthony 58. Jennings is 58, which exactly. Is, yeah. And who knows what happens with Anthony <laughs> Jennings? I kind of like the defensive lineman in a 50s number. So I would like to see that, um, but he'll probably just get stuck with a 90s number or something, knowing it. Um, I think 50, he he's wearing 51 right now, which honestly doesn't look that bad. I could see him wearing that. I, yeah, I could see him keeping that. I could see him wearing 95. That would be shared with Thurman, I believe. But you never know if he's going to make the team. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie Perkins. Ronnie 50. Perkins in seven was good, but Jake Bailey Jake seven. Bailey. I, yeah, I, I think Perkins would have looked would have looked pretty cool in uh, in seven. But yeah, we got Jake Bailey. So there, there's not a ton of options. A guy like Ramondre Stevenson too. I, I like I like numbers in the 20s for running backs, but. Mm-hmm there's not really any numbers available. All those guys in the twenties are going to make the team. So I got maybe like 34, 30, something like that. He might, he might be able to grab, but I don't know it. Nordine, maybe three Trey Nixon, 82. Um, when you kind of go down the list of, of what numbers are free there, there's not a ton. Sherman's probably going to go with something like 70. Um, yeah, Perkins 52, 51, something like that, somewhere in the 50s, maybe in the 90s. There's there's not a ton of numbers, so but I th- I think if you do choose a number, I think you can switch it up once preseason gets underway and, and yeah, oh, yeah. Like before the season starts, once roster cutdowns. If you make the team and a number frees up, you can switch it. So, yeah. Some some of these guys might just be wearing temporary numbers until mm-hmm. things get underway, but Yeah. What if Mac Jones chooses 50? He can't, but that that would be that would be pretty funny. He just oh, says, "I don't want I don't want to play quarterback anymore. I want fifty. So line me up at defensive want. line and, and put me go. in. You put me in at quarterback for snaps too. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him in number ten or whatever number he chooses. Just getting out of that fifty, it just looks so awkward seeing him. You see Cam in number one, and then just this this scrawny looking guy in number fifty. It's it's pretty funny to watch, but yeah. Well, one more guy I kind of want to hit on in the secondary, and I don't know how many guys are talking about him, but New England just uh, re-signed him, is Malik Gant. I think Malik Gant, um, obviously he was an undrafted guy a couple years ago, um, but he has the size too. He's 6'2", so he's just an inch short of what Jawan Williams is. Um, I, they brought him on um, when they cut, uh, who, who they just cut? Oh, uh, Tyler Gaffney. Tyler Gaffney. And so I, I'm excited to see what Malik Gant does. Obviously, I think he's going to get some reps at that cornerback position. And he's another guy that has size. If Jawan Williams just doesn't pan out, he gives us a little bigger option there. So he's been in the system. He was undrafted here. He spent a lot, uh, most of the time on IR, um, but he has been, you know, at least around the playbook and been able to learn it. So I, I, I'm excited to see what Malik Gant does. Um, obviously, option A for cornerback three would be a Jawan Williams type of guy that can pull it together. But we all know New England's track record with undrafted free agents in the secondary. And I think that uh, Malik Gant has a shot to be uh, like one of those guys. Gant, Gant, you uh, played more safety in camp, I right? I think he he did. And that and I, I don't know how much they're going to move him to cornerback. But yeah. when you look at our safety position, if he wants to make the roster, it might be a cornerback position. Yeah. And, you know, I agree. With, with safety where we have McCourty, Duggar, Phillips, Jalen Mills would probably be in front of him also too. If that's where they move him, um, they might have, he might have to make that switch to corner and um, you know, it might take him a while to get used to it, but if they see something in him, I wouldn't be opposed to keeping him there just for his size alone, because I, I always think it's good to have, you know, a, a cornerback that has size that can play the jump ball can play bigger receivers and, you know, handle them. Yeah, and you like to see a guy like that get get his opportunity again. You know what I mean? He 
he had to miss the year with an injury. He was having a great camp. It looked like he might even he might make the roster. And just well, I mean, we've had a couple tough things like that already this year. We've had uh, one of our linebackers. He's going to miss the season now because of an ACL tear. So it's it's good to see a guy who had an injury like that and had to miss a lot of time be able to bounce back, get his get his second opportunity in this system that that he was a part of for a little while and he had some success in. But yeah, I mean, our safety position is is deep, so. I don't really see him making the rosters of safety. So maybe he'll play some cornerback snaps. Maybe he'll show, hey, I, c- I can do a couple different things. So it, it, my versatility is worth keeping me on this team. So I don't, I don't necessarily know what what role he will have, but if it's as a safety, if it's as a corner, I, I don't think he'll really make this team as a safety. But kind of going back to those predictions, do you have any any predictions on if there, our defense will get any interceptions? And in in if so, who do you think will have that that first pick? It's easy for me to say J.C. Jackson, so I'm not going to say that because, <laughs> like, again, who knows how many reps he's going to get. Um, I I think it's going to be Adrian Phillips. That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> you took mine. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be Adrian Phillips, and I debated between Kyle Duggar, but I don't think Kyle Duggar's the true ball hawk um, that we see with Adrian Phillips. Adrian Phillips, you know, obviously he's been established in the league for a while, and I look for Kyle Duggar playing more in the box. And if they do move him back to free safety, then I'd like to see him get a couple more picks than what he did. But I think Adrian Phillips is going to be, he he would be my pick for the first one. If I had to go with someone other than Adrian Phillips, um, maybe I'd move to a linebacker spot and say Kyle Van Noy, maybe on a tip pass or, you know, drop him back in coverage. Um, but if, it, if we're going secondary wise, which I think is most, you know, most people would bet on. I'm going to have to say Adrian Phillips. That's yeah. That's what I was going to say. He's had such a good camp. He's just he's bound to have have something happen. So if if one of our defensive guys is going to do it, I think it's going to be him. If not him, maybe a guy like Jonathan Jones. Depending on how much he plays, maybe he gets yeah. maybe he gets one. But I think those outside corners. I I don't know. I don't think they're going to have a ton of success against this these Washington wide receivers so with J.C. Jackson probably not getting a ton of snaps. I I wouldn't play him a ton. Gilmore's already hurt. You you can't risk losing JC in a preseason game. So just get, just get him out there for a little while. Get him comfortable. Get him some game action. Just these next few preseason games, just getting him warmed up for the season. But yeah, I think a guy like maybe Jonathan Jones could do that. But Adrian Phillips is just he's been so great this preseason that I got to think a guy like him is going to be a guy who can make a play and and show that he's he's going to be have even bigger of an impact this year on this defense. Yeah, and I'm excited to see, you know, him out there. I'm excited to see Duggar. I'm excited for our safety group. A little concern of our quarter or cornerback group without Gilmore. I think our linebackers are going to be great. I think our uh, defensive ends uh, and line are going to be, uh, you know, decent. That they, they, they have some things to work into once Christian Barmore returns will be, um, you know, how depending on how he returns, I'm excited to see. But, no, I, I'm I'm really excited for uh, offensively and defensively, obviously Mac Jones headlines everything's, but I'm excited to see how all these new additions and returnees on the defensive side, you know, mesh back together. Yeah, finally getting to see Mac Jones live action, first game. It's it's big, a lot of hype around this preseason game. I mean, usually preseason, sometimes not a lot of people watch, whatever. But there, there's a lot of storylines this year, a lot of things to be excited about, a lot of reasons to watch this game and and see some of these new guys, see Mac Jones, some of the rookies. Uh, Matt Judon, John U. Smith, Kendrick Bourne, a lot of new faces in New England to get excited about. So I, I, I can't wait for the game tonight. I, I haven't been this excited for a preseason game in, in a long time. Same here. So I'll be at a wedding, but I'll try to pop it on and watch it and <laughs> try to keep my cool if yeah. something happens. So yeah, try not to react too much. Then, then they'll know you're watching it, you know? You're right. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, guys, like Cole mentioned, you know, preseason game one Washington football team today they're only playing three preseason games this year right so yeah Washington Philadelphia New York mm -hmm. yep so they're only one at home yep so we'll you know fans in the stands again and it'll be exciting to see you get a little taste of Patriots football but um that's it for me Cole you got anything before you uh you take us out uh just obviously watch the game tonight it's gonna it's gonna be exciting gonna be fun get your first taste of Mac Jones seeing seeing how he does live reps, live game, new faces. It's going to be exciting to watch. But no, other than that, I think I think we'll be doing a stream tonight after the game with Pat's discuss. Jace might not be here because the wedding, but 
yeah, tune back in tonight after the game if we end up if we end up doing that stream. But yeah, until then, see you next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Patriots Drive Podcast. Follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things New England Patriots. Make sure you tune into the next episode and check out PatriotsDrive.com for more great content. You're on to Cincinnati.